Hey there, you're listening to the Light FM's Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. I'm Alicia. Hey, that's Hello. Trisha. Oh, there you are. Yes. Thanks for joining us. That's Trisha. We're so glad you're here, Trisha. Struggle uh, with the technology. I'm telling you, I don't know. You're, you are like the rest of us. One day it works and the next day the rules have changed and you don't know how to make it work. Yep. And that is why we get together around these microphones to discuss things, not technology, because Alicia is the smart one when it comes yep. to technology. So we, Trisha and I would just sit here and go, if, if you know. It go mute. But exactly, <laughs> exactly. But today we're going to be discussing a topic that I, um, I think originated from, um, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the, one of the Christian music artists yes. uh, that we played, one of the groups of yeah. members of the group has kind of stepped away from the group and renounced his faith. And so what do you do when somebody you know or somebody you love walks away from their faith? And in the days that followed this announcement, I just sat back and watched social media and um, Christians at large, and there were such varied responses. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very well thought out and not just like a, I'm mad at God, and so I'm not going to be a right. Christian or kind of, it was very well thought out. I, I can't remember the way you described it, Alicia, but it was so beautiful how you put it. You said it was painfully uh, hard to read, but yes, it was because it was long, and he explained mm-hmm. in detail that they had really thought, been so thoughtful about it, and why he didn't believe anymore. And it was heartbreaking because he grew up in the church. It was his dad a pastor? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he had, you know, he and his wife had to explain to their families that they no longer believe. And then I think of all of the listeners that. Yeah you know, we tend to put people like that up on a pedestal of like, oh, they're, they're perfect. They, they worship God. They get us to all, you know, and then when they don't believe who else is going to now say, okay, well, I don't, if they don't believe, well, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't believe either. So it was just devastating to read. So sad. Yeah. And, and, but it started us kind of kicking around the idea. We've all known people in our lives and in, um, in our worlds that have walked away from their faith, uh, people who don't believe anymore. And how do you handle that? And what is the best way to handle it? Um, I will tell you, I've had um, two experiences that came to my mind um, when we started talking through this one, a very close uh, member of our family who kind of walked away from their faith um, and made some choices that, that we didn't agree with. Um, But it never, you never stop loving those people. I think that's the first place I start. Um, in the days that followed, a lot of people showed up on social media and, you know, bashed them and said, oh, well, you could tell from their songs they weren't really believers, you know, and tried to pick apart some of their songs and that kind of thing. And I really wanted to, in a loving way, put my arm around some of those people and say, have you taken the time to get to know them? Because... I think if you take the time to get to know people, nine times out of 10, they will tell you what the place they're hurting is. You know, they'll tell you where the, sometimes it's because of people like me that they've left the faith. I mean, let's just be honest. Somebody's hurt them intentionally or unintentionally or said something that sounded harsh to them or they've misunderstood something. And I think that we as believers need to be really, really careful about how we respond 
to people who've seemingly walked away from the faith. Um, we don't have all the answers. There's only one person who did, and um, his name was Jesus. And um, you're not even a close second. I don't know <laughs> if that's a surprise, but I'm not either. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when people kind of renounce their faith, honestly, I think we all go through a crisis of faith at some point in our in our. Wall. I was gonna say, like, how close are any of us or anybody that's listening? From, you know, they say like we're one paycheck away from being homeless. Yeah. Like how close are we to not believing? You know, how deep truly is our faith that like, I think, oh, there's nothing that could make me not believe, you know, yeah. but I don't know, maybe one day if I'm not in the right space, could there be something that happens? And I would be like, I mean, I don't see that happening, but I think for a lot of people, it could be that they're not, they, they're not deep enough to, to, if they're in that crisis, and someone could convict them the other way. Well, and I, I think you have to get some of those foundational truths set, you know, so that when things don't turn out yeah. the way, because I've known people who, you know, have prayed and prayed and prayed for a friend or a family member or somebody they're close to who was sick. They didn't get better. And so they're right. like, I'm not doing this anymore because God didn't answer my prayer. Well, right. that, that's a problem in your theology, not in your God, you know? Uh, so I think there's a couple of different conversations. Trisha, you had something you want to share. I saw you kind of, well, I was just thinking, you know, I I hate to always turn it toward my own experience, but that's the only thing I can talk about. Yeah. But I remember when my mom died tragically in a car accident and I'm thinking, wait a minute, what do I believe? How could a good God do this? We think we know what a good God should do, would do, what he would allow, what he won't allow. And then when something goes against that, it makes you stop. And like what you said, it's a crisis of faith. What do I believe? In my whole life, I would have told you, I grew up in a Christian home. I believe in God. I believe in heaven. I believe in the cross, the resurrection. I would have told you that. But when my mom died, I literally, for the first time in my whole life, this was 48 years old, I said to myself, where is my mom? Hmm. Is there really a heaven? Hmm. Because she's so crazy to think that you would even think, like, that's what I'm kind of talking about, like, that you, with that background, would even have that thought. It's because it had never been put to the test before. Mm. That is how God works in the horrible hard. Mm. Yeah. It grows you in a way that you've never had to grow before. And my faith now to in a year and a half, two years beyond that is so much stronger because I had to wrestle. I had to mm. figure out what I believe, what I believe about God. When his plan goes against my plan, what then? Yeah. And you don't get there until something hard happens Mm. and it's a real wrestling, but it's, I have found for me, it's staying in the fight, stay in the wrestling match. Um, Because when you walk away, it's different, but when you're there and you're how, if you're real, how, how is this happening? Why is this happening? And God will respond. I found that he, he brings, people he brings things for me grief share was huge because it it 
it laid it out for me and said, God is bigger than me. And so when God's plan is different than my plan, I have to decide to say, yes, I believe in your plan is going to be the best plan ultimately. But anyway, it's the wrestling, the wrestling of it. And, um, and you just, you just don't get there. But I think a lot of people are afraid to allow the wrestling. They're afraid to even allow the question, is there a God? Like when, when you, you said that you were like, whoa, how could you even have come up with that in your background? I'm like, well, I, I know I'm a bad girl for having that thought. <laughs> no, I think we can have that thought and it will strengthen your faith. Mm. Otherwise it's shallow. It's too mm. shallow to make it. But when we hear about someone famous, someone we put on a pedestal, who's walked away from the faith, it makes us go, Ooh, should we be walking away from the, like, Oh, I, I can't allow, I can't even read what he said. Cause maybe I'll agree with it. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you got to stay in there and wrestle it. You got to wrestle it out. Well, and I think with that statement too, you have to be able to like, listen to it or read it. And this is someone you've totally agreed with a hundred percent up until today. And then you read this and you have to stay true to what you know and be able to say, no, I think that's not correct. I now, I don't believe that in like what they're saying now. And you have to be firm in what you know is true and be able to separate, but then get to that next phase. And like, if it's a, someone, you know, what do you do then? Someone, you know, that is said like, I don't, I don't believe anymore. I, I think you have to, give them um, a safe place to bleed, honestly, because nine times out of 10, the people that I've encountered that have walked away from their faith have a defining moment, a hurtful experience, you know, and for me to rush in with an answer and for anybody to have rushed in with an answer in Trisha's case would have been, would have felt manufactured at best. Mm -hmm. um, she needed just a safe place to grieve and a safe place to bleed and, mm -hmm. and thank mm -hmm. God for grief share. And, um, the days that followed that she's a smart girl. Most of the people that walk away from their faith, they're smart people, you know, but they need a safe place to heal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we, um, we want to rush in and provide answers when I think it's a process. Mm -hmm. I've seen people who've left the faith who have come back even stronger because of it. Well, and That's I've seen true. it where it's taken a lot, like years and years, yeah. like someone that was hurt by their church and they left the church and they couldn't find a church that would accept them for, I mean, like a decade or more. And then finally I find out, okay, they, some, something clicked at a new church and, and, you know, but they never completely like, never completely gave up the whole faith but lost faith kind of in the biggest part of their life um and it took a lot of wrestling and a lot and i think someone had to be that that person that opened the door in acceptance and say yeah you know you're welcome and then they kind of felt comfortable again I have found myself using this phrase because people often do not are so far away from what 
Christ wanted us to be as believers and what Christ wanted us to be as the church. And I'm talking about the whole church, not your church or my church. I'm just talking about as a whole. Mm-hmm. I found myself saying, don't miss Jesus because of people. Because mm. I think sometimes we can get our feelings hurt or people don't respond the way that we think they should. Mm-hmm. And we just give up on Jesus because of something that people have done, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think the danger in that is that you're seeing um, your circumstance um, as bigger than God. I heard somebody say one time that you can, there's two ways you can look at your circumstance. You can look at your circumstance and God behind it, which your circumstance looks overwhelming and your God looks small. Or you can look at your God yes. with the circumstance behind it, where your God looks great big and your circumstance looks small. So there are two ways and perspectives there. But I think the first of the first of foremost is we don't give people a place to heal or bleed or, or hurt. We just want to automatically make it all better because sometimes in that questioning, we have to ask ourselves hard questions. Right. And we have to, like Tricia said, wrestle with it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of Jay in James where it says, um, I can count it all joy. There's no way you can count things joy. You know, I, I can't celebrate tragedies, but I can celebrate what they produce because I think Trish is a different person now than she was two years ago. And I can celebrate that because I see God using her in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't celebrate what happened to their family. Of course not. But I can celebrate what God has used it to do in Trisha and through Trisha. And so it's a count it all joy, brothers, when you face various trials where you know that the testing of your faith produces, produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, we want to have the, the perfect and complete faith without suffering. And that's not the way it works. It's that tension that provides that growth in there. Um, and we can all point back to those times where we've really had to say either this is the biggest lie ever, or this is all, this is true. And I'm going to live my life. And, and, and at that point, at that yes. crossroad, we have to make that choice. But I think number one, I would say, give that person space to ask the questions and give yourself permission to not rush in with an answer. Mm-hmm. Because there are some questions that people ask that I think just hang out there. It's, it's like, you just need to let them wrestle with that themselves. And you just need to say, you know, what, what, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it. it's like going back to our last podcast, don't judge them. Yeah. yeah. Be, I think be there for them. And I think still be faithful in our own way and let them see us live our faith lives so that they can continue to see that and have some, um, I, I don't know, just, I don't know what I'm trying to say, except that, like, we have to not forget about them. Yes, yeah, right. Continue to reach out to them, but give so, them the yeah. space they need. Give them the, the space time. they need and give them the love and the support without you don't have to agree with them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, right. I'm feeling sim- similar things. You can just love them and be with them and, and pray for them because mm-hmm. God will ultimately do the work. But I, you nailed it when you said you don't have to provide the answer because guess what? We can't provide the answers to someone who's wrestling. 
They have, to, they have to wrestle it out on their own and God will give them the answer. And it's so uncomfortable to not be able to help someone. Someone's hurting. I want to help them. You're hungry. I want to feed you. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're sad. I want to cry with you. Yeah, but we can't do it for each other always in these, in these environments. So we have to pray for each other, but give them that safe space, mm -hmm. that, that place to heal. And I think it just comes from praying that God will give us a soft heart for that person and not want to fix them in a way that we can't only mm -hmm. he can. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's all um, easy for us to sit back and say, I, if I was in that situation, I would respond this way when that is not true because you don't know how you would respond until you're in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so I think we said this in the last podcast too, there, but for the grace of God go, I, we, we all could be in that situation mm -hmm. and faced with a choice of which way to go. And I think that's why um, prayer and Bible study and, and don't hear this from a judgmental standpoint, because it's not how I mean it at all. Because honestly there, I, I've been a believer long enough to know the Bible inside now. And I don't. So I have failed a lot in this. I feel like my prayer life is feeble at best, but I think that's why God built in these disciplines for us in our lives to kind of undergird us so that I, I heard Chuck Swindoll say a long time ago, winds grow, uh, roots grow deep when the winds are strong. And that's that mental picture has, has carried me through a lot of things that the times that we grow our roots down in Christ allow us to stand in those times when the, the waves mm -hmm. and the wind and the waves kind of batter us and mm -hmm. blow us to and fro. And I think that's why God put those in place for those times of, of peace and calm when we can strengthen our foundation so that mm -hmm. when the storm does come, we know that those truths are there to sustain us through whatever it is that we're going to go through. I'm talking about that from a personal standpoint, but you know, I find that sometimes when people leave their faith, it's just because they, they have a um, inaccurate view of God. I know Chip Ingram did a, a series a couple of years ago um, and I can't remember right now what it's called, but he basically broke down um, exactly who God is. Uh, I think it's God as he longs for you to see him or something like that. But he basically mm -hmm. broke down session after session of who God is and laying those foundational truths in your life. And it was so eye opening for me because sometimes we can just create a, a God form uh, and make our own God because our own God does what we want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not God. Right. No. And so of course we would give up on our God if our God doesn't, do what we want him to do, but that's not who God is. And, and having the truth of that foundation in place is so important because when those tough times do come, you can go back to those truths and say, okay, God didn't answer my prayer like I prayed he would, but there must be a reason why. And I have to trust him in that moment that he knows better than me. He sees the mm -hmm. whole picture and he knows my life start to finish and for some reason, he chose to answer in this way. And I may never know why, but do I trust him in that moment mm -hmm. to say, you're good and I'm not, and you know what's best for me? Um, yes, yes. Those are those places I think we have to just stand. When we know how much God loves us, we can trust. We can trust. I heard an analogy once, like a little kid's trying to run across the... Um, 
highway or something and his, and his parent grabs him and jerks him back. It hurts a minute when the kid gets jerked back, but that's so he didn't run across the highway and get hit by a car. Yeah. We have to, the, the, the key for me has been understanding God's love for me. If I can understand God's love for me, then I can trust that everything is going to work out. Even if it doesn't make sense in the moment, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't um, jibe with what I think God should do, just like what you said, we can still trust it. And for me, I realized it comes down to understanding the cross. Mm. The, the cross has to be bigger in my life to understand suffering. If I understand that God did this for me, that Jesus sacrificed for me, that this is freedom for me, then I can absorb the suffering. I can absorb the pain. Lisa wow. Turkhurst told a story about she had this terrible pain and she was praying for God to take the pain away. Please take the pain away. Well, he didn't. You know, it was high. So she went to the hospital. They did some tests. They couldn't figure out what was going on. But the pain was still there. And she's like, God, this hurts so bad. I mean, like really hurts. She's praying, please heal me from this pain. The pain didn't go away. They were going to release her, but they didn't because the pain was still there. Another doctor came in and did one final test and found out that some part of her was about to rupture. And if mm. they'd sent her home, she would have mm. died. The pain kept her in the hospital and allowed them to find out what was going on and save her life. The pain saved her life. We want the pain to go away, but the pain's there serving a purpose, perhaps. But we can't tell people that when they're in the middle of it. We just right. have to love them and tell them God will always come to an honest doubter. So just encourage them. Take your doubts to God. You know, mm -hmm. even if they've walked away from the faith, tell them just, you know, yell at the ceiling if you want to. <laughs> God will answer that. But, but in the middle of it, it's hard. So, yeah. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Pain is an indicator. Mm, that's good stuff right there. Hey, we yeah. don't have all the answers and we don't expect <laughs> you to either. <laughs> um, it Obviously. Is, yeah. <laughs> It is painful when somebody you know walks away from the faith, but it is not hopeless. <laughs> Let me say that again. It is painful when somebody walks away from the faith, but it is not hopeless. And if we can pray for somebody in your life, would you email us? You can do that by uh, sending us an email at girltalkatthelightfm.org. And I promise you, this is a praying group of girls. We know how to pray. We know how to get before God. And we would love to join you, to come alongside mm -hmm. you, even to pray for you and how you move ahead in the days ahead. Um, but when somebody walks away from their faith, love them, give them space, and never stop praying for them. Never give up on them because there's always hope. We love you so much. We can't wait to hear from you. Join us on the Facebook page, Girlfriends of the Girl Talk podcast. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.